Prepare for total domination. Domination. Welcome back to the Mark Through. We got some love for Cheer Athletics on America's Got Talent in this episode, plus an entire review of the iconic film that is Bring It On. Slight disclaimer for this episode, I just wanted to uh, clarify that we recorded this one just days before uh, Jerry Harris was arrested and before the USA Today articles came out about the ongoing abuses and cover-ups and cheerleading. Um, We plan to talk about that. It deserves its own full discussion um, where we can kind of talk about the landscape of cheerleading and how it, you know, relates to protecting kids, our kids. Um, Because our hope is, you know, to keep cheerleading being that safe place um, for all athletes. So look for that in the future. Like I mentioned, we got a whole bunch of Bring It On goodness coming your way in just a moment. But first, let's give some love to episode 13's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the Clark Specialties 8-Count Sheet Creator app. Take back your time and your sanity by using this slick new app to make your 8-Count Sheets in a breeze. Available for Apple devices. Quickly and easily create perfect 8-Count Sheets on your phone at Cheer Practice with Clark Specialties 8-Count Sheet Creator app. This fast, simple, efficient app takes the hassle out of creating 8-Count Sheets for cheerleading coaches and choreographers, letting you Add color-coded routine sections with simple button taps. Add markers with buttons for small notations like clean, dip, toss. Save multiple eight count sheets within the app for easy reference and editing. Export and send your perfectly formatted Excel spreadsheet eight count sheet to yourself and your music producer for smooth production. The Clark Specialties app was created by cheer coaches and choreographers for cheer coaches and choreographers because a well-formed eight-count sheet is the ultimate tool in working towards bringing your routine to life. Download the Clark Specialties eight-count sheet creator app today. Thank you, Clark Specialties. Thank you guys for listening and watching. Enjoy episode 13. Music's on. You ready for this? Who live is this? Who lit is this? Who real is this? We're too legit. We are M A R K T A R U. Mark through. Listen and learn, watch and observe, challenging us, they got some nerve, we great, you mad, don't hate, get to it, don't wait, we do not hesitate, we doing what it takes, what we do, walk through. Please, not when I bring it. No, I'm gonna bring it. Ah, you're gonna bring it right over here. Get out of here! I have the DVD and I never saw... The that's that's scene. what should be what the actual real sequel is, a follow-up. Like, yeah. referencing their time in college together. Um, and then, like, their kids that's starting what, cheer. That's, yeah, that would be the focus, and then their cheer moms. Oh, that was really exciting to find. I've never seen that. I didn't know there was an alternate ending, and instead they did the Mickey Mm-hmm. Yeah, that um, was what it was instead. So and I was watching an interview this morning that they did of like five years ago when they did the 15-year reunion. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, that was just thrown at us like on the same day. And they're like, hey, you need to memorize these words and then just like have fun and, and sing to this. So they were like, okay. But I think it was because they had that set that day. So they just wanted to film another like thing. More and content, just, yeah. Yeah. And it was, I liked how the movie ended with that because mm-hmm. you got to see everybody be like it just ended at nationals it just made like the journey of the season yeah. concise yeah alright we're, we're back here baby's asleep hopefully yeah I hope she's not I know alright <laughs> alright um yeah so we're we're back in this uh, in this thing and the uh, basement studio is almost done yes. I was hoping I was like Maybe we can move the table down and make it happen today. But then I checked and the lighting was terrible. So we still have some work to go. Yeah. So the basement... Oh, God, I'm dropping stuff. The basement studio is near complete. So soon we'll have a wonderful sports-themed cheer-type background. So that should be fun. Yes. Yeah. Um, That'll look good, too. But yeah, so it's been a little while since our last episode. But... Listeners, don't worry. We still have been busy. Yes. Just with a little side project. So, for those watching, this uh, is our first book. So, we wrote a book. 
Um, Lauren and I were heavily locked down in quarantine in March and April, and we had, I mean, like everyone else, we had a lot of time on our hands. Yes, so. a lot of time, a lot of time. Yeah, so we wrote the first book of a series of kids' books that we're writing, and you know, I think when we started this podcast over a year ago, Scott continues to ask the question, what are you doing for the sport, and how are you making the sport better? So... When we were in quarantine and we both had nothing to do for eight weeks, um, Scott had had this idea to write ABC Cheer With Me a very long time ago. And so during quarantine, I had just kind of brought it up and said, hey, we have nothing else to do. We've been doing a lot of reading of other kids' books oh, at the time, too. We got totally. to spend a lot of time with the baby, and that was wonderful. Yes, so I think we were awesome. feeling very inspired being with her literally yeah. 24-7. Um, no daycare, nothing. So it's just the three of us and yep. the dogs. Yeah. So that, I think, helped. But yeah, so we have been hard at work working on this wonderful, wonderful book. And we're excited to share with the world. So it's we're in the process of figuring out publishing. Yes. We're getting everything ready. So, you know, if you are interested in this book and you want to be the first to know when it is for sale, head to the new website for it, abccheerwithme.com, and sign up for our pre-order sign-up list. Yes. This is the perfect entrance into the cheerleading world right? that former cheerleaders or maybe coaches now get to share that with their families. I have a feeling some coaches may take this from their kid's room at some point <laughs> and give it to a new kid on a team. Like, stop stop saying I don't know what that is. Yes. Go, go do some learning. So yes. it would be funny to see abccheerwithme.com where you can get more info about our book, ABC Cheer With Me. All right, so we've been teasing this for many months now, partially <laughs> due to our delays. Finally are able to dive into it, a review of Bring It On. So Bring It On actually came out um, in August of 2000. So we are hitting this right at the beginning of September. And that's 20 years. So we've had 20 years of Bring It On. which Happy is, 20 year anniversary. Which is crazy. I mean, it's yeah. it truly is the pinnacle of cheerleading movies. I would say it's the by far the leader, but second place is Fired Up, which holds a dear place in my heart, especially so as a guy cheerleader. And the two main characters are guys that just try cheerleading and end up enjoying it. We might need to review that one next because yeah. that's another just classic. Yeah, if we don't have any competitions or stuff coming up, we'll, yeah. we'll definitely have to uh, dive into that one because it's awesome. But, you know, bring it on. It. I think I don't think anybody who's ever been a cheerleader, you know, either doesn't know of it or hasn't seen it. Like, or doesn't hate on it. I don't think that a lot of people hate on the movie because it does have that humor aspect to it. Nuts but satire. It was one of the first cheerleading movies that introduced the competitive side of cheerleading and not just the ditzy. I'd say it was the first. It was the first. It, but it's not just the ditzy, the all girl. It's a co ed and it's showing the competition. Mm. And um, it was iconic for so many reasons. And I love the time frame, at least age wise, for me of when it came out because. It definitely was just on that breaking edge of mm -hmm. cheerleading is now massive. Yeah. It definitely was because, um, and I think the studio knew that too, especially like you were like 10 when it came out. Yeah. I was 13. You know, I didn't see it when I was 13. I don't know if you saw it when you were 10, but it was PG-13. But the studio and the producers and director, it kind of went back and forth between being an R-rated teen comedy and a PG-13. So they, oh. when I was doing research, they had to pull a few scenes that also ended up later being in the movie, but they pulled the scenes for the review of the uh, MPAA rating. Interesting. Oh my God, I can't believe I watched that when I was 10. Right? Oh gosh, I didn't even think about that because just us re-watching it, I'm like... I don't know. I yeah, didn't. so um, <laughs> right. downside is that the the creators of the movie, producers, director, and all, they said that they were really pushing the sex appeal side of the movie, which uh, doesn't make me happy. No, uh, that seems very Hollywood, though. 100% very Hollywood. Overall, a, a great representation of the sport, I think. Because, I mean, when you think about Bring It On compared to other sports movies, like, it's the Caddyshack 
that is to golf. It, there's so many. So this is this definitely is just a cult classic for the sport. So Agreed. I'm glad we're able to talk about it. Agreed. So I'm going to read a summary from the internet about Bring It On. So for those of you listening, if you haven't seen Bring It On, you need to go watch it and then come back to this episode so you can talk about yeah. it with us. Spoiler alerts ahead Spoiler. if you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> so... The Toro cheerleading squad from Rancho Carne High School has got spirit, spunk, sass, and a killer routine that's sure to land them the national championship trophy for the sixth year in a row. But for newly elected team captain Torrance, the Toro's road to total cheer glory takes a shady turn when she discovers that their perfectly choreographed routines were in fact stolen from the Clovers, a hip-hop squad from East Compton by the Toro's former captain. So, yeah, uh, a rundown of what happens in the movie. Really, looking back on it in August 2000, this was a surprise hit at the box office. There were some other, you know, mid-tier movies, but this wasn't, like, the big summer movies when your superheroes and your action movies and comedies are coming out. Um, It's that late summer, so Bring It On took the top spot at the box office for its first three weeks in theaters, which is pretty cool. Um... The, the whole cast was surprised by that, too. Yeah. I remember watching other interviews, and they were like, there was no budget for this movie. Um, we didn't get paid hardly to do this movie. And the people, mm-hmm. they said at Universal, you know, no offense to them, but, like, they didn't really care what we were doing at the studio. They no. were just like, eh, whatever, they're doing their little cheer movie. Um, so it was, I think, a surprise to absolutely everyone that mm-hmm. it ended up being a hit. And if you watch interviews of them today, they still to this day are like, I didn't know 20 years later I would be talking about Bring It On being one of my no. biggest films. Did you realize during filming that this would not only be a hit, but that we'd be talking about it 15 years later? Nope. No. 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 <laughs> they all just filmed it in like late 99 or early 2000 and Had just last. continued on with yep. their acting careers and it's kept them, most of the stars of it, relevant. Totally. Um, So it was directed by Peyton Reed, who's directed many other films since, but his probably most iconic since then is Marvel's Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, which me as a big Marvel fan, Those are your favorite. Um, You also love, is it Paul Rudd? And Paul Rudd, who is also a Jayhawk. Yes. Which is where he went to Kansas, where I cheered at, so it all comes full circle for me. Nothing's an accident. Taylor Swift said it first. (laughs) No, I don't think (laughs) Um, interestingly, Bring It On was written by uh, a lady named Jessica Bendinger, um, but she also wrote and directed the iconic gymnastics movie, Stick It. That was her directorial debut. So... That is interesting. Yeah. So that, to me, that begs the question, because I, too, am a creator and someone who's inspired by the world around them, was Jessica a gymnast turned cheerleader? who's now sharing a satirical view of her experiences with cheer and with gymnastics. Um, Specifically, is she Missy? (laughs) Because, take that a step further, the main character girl in Stick It Uh is also a rebel without a cause who pushes the boundaries of the coaches, of the system, of her parents. Um, It could totally be a self-reflection, or it could be from the perspective of like a, a friend of hers that totally, was doing somebody. that or somebody, a teammate or mm-hmm. whatever. So that's very interesting. In my experience with pop culture stuff, it happens more than I think even creators realize. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple video games where it's just so out loud. And so it's just funny because it's like, if you are creating, you want to tell your story. Even if it's fantasy and sci-fi, why can't it be you? What You're else the one you, writing it. Yeah, what else do you go off of besides your own personal experiences? Exactly. So... Jessica, I doubt you're listening, but if somebody does play this for you and you want to conf- <laughs> and you want to confirm to us about your childhood, like Lauren said, we're on to you and we think that's pretty cool. You know, drop a little voicemail on our hotline or shoot an email over to the markthrough doc or the markthrough at gmail.com. Yeah. Let us know, no big deal, we won't make it a big deal. But we probably won't. Probably. Because that's really cool. That is really cool. Uh, that's an interesting perspective. Of course, you did an internet dive and found that information. That's cool. Always diving in the internet. Always. 
as per is tradition on the mark through, we're going to do a one, three, five, seven, talking about some of our favorite points um, about bringing on. Let's do it. So one, I'll start. Um, Bring It On has spurred five sequels. Um, I think only one was in theaters, and then the rest were all straight to DVD or straight to streaming. Um, But they don't share any of the actors or characters, or really even sometimes the same world. They only are sharing the connected world of competitive cheerleading. So Mm -hmm. a little disappointing in that regard. Oh, I remember watching the first one that came out after Bring It On, being so excited to see it. Another cheer movie. Bummed. Super bad. Was that the one with Hayden Panettiere? Um, I can't remember what the one right after it was. It was Bring It On Again. came out in 2004. Uh, No, it wasn't that one then. No. Bunch of people I don't recognize on the cast list. No, and I don't remember them. Um, All or Nothing was that was the one with Hayden Panettiere. That one's just cringy to me. And Beyonce's sibling, Solange Knowles-Smith. Oh, yes. She's very, very, very pretty. Um, but Hayden Panettiere's <clears throat> pers- or, uh, character is... <laughs> she just does that weird dancing thing. Crunking. And, uh, we, and I, it, it just makes me cringe too it's hard. So I can't. Bad. I just can't even do it. Um, but... To my one point, um, a musical also came out of this Bring It On kind of empire. Um, So the musical was developed with the help of Varsity Spirit. I got to help do a lot of promotion with, so that was really cool. Um, The musical toured the U.S. It was on Broadway for a stint. Um, And even the musical itself featured some former UCA staff as actors that were in it touring the U.S., doing stunts and baskets and singing as part of it. So just a really cool way that cheerleading just stayed relevant because that came out in the, you know, the 2010s era, like 11, 12. Yes, I remember. Um, So that was awesome. And then fun fact about the musical is Lin-Manuel Miranda, who wrote and created Hamilton, as well as did the music for Moana, wrote some of the music for this play. He's very, very, very good. And we have a lot of cheer friends who absolutely love Hamilton. So Mm -hmm. again, nothing's an accident. accident. Everything's connected. So that's really cool. Three. Three. Writer Jessica, I'm going to mess this up. Bendinger. Bendinger. Uh, wanted to make a documentary on the varsity cheerleading competitions that began running on ESPN in the mid-1980s, but none of her colleagues at MTV News seemed interested. Yeah. So she ended up writing a script titled Cheer Fever, which was the working title of Bring It On. Yeah, so when they were initially creating the movie... It was called Cheer Fever. When they were like, Kristen, Kirsten Dunst, do you want to be in Cheer Fever? She, she said no. She turned down the role several times. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because it just sounded a little cheesy. Yeah. Which, bring it on, may be a little cheesier when you think of how they use it in the movie. Yeah. Hey, remember, bring it. But cheer fever. Cheer that's fever. The, yeah. But know, which I is crazy because those competitions are what we do now. Yes. You know, that are on ESPN, on CBS Sports. That was, you know, UCA High School Nationals that yep. was on in the 80s. Um, I know Jeff and Chris and them worked to get that deal with ESPN. Now, the 1986 Ford College Cheerleading Championships from San Diego. Next. Sunny San Diego, California, home of SeaWorld. Site of the 1986. And so it's cool that this gal was at MTV News as a writer and she was like, let's do a documentary because that would have probably been the prelude to real life, which Mm -hmm. we all watched in the late 90s, early 2000s as a kind of a really raw documentary that MTV did. I yeah. remember seeing some gnarly stuff on there. Yeah. It's like people's lives that I didn't realize they lived. And so, yeah, so that would have been cool to see it as a documentary, but she was inspired enough. And I think she inserted her gymnastic self, Missy, into it. You know, that's just me. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Next. Five. So, five. Famed movie critic Roger Ebert, so Siskel and Ebert fame, the thumbs up, thumbs down, guys, Yes, has referred to Bring It On as the Citizen Kane of cheerleader movies. So 
If you've never seen the famed movie Citizen Kane from 1941, it's a drama mystery. Um, that's a massive compliment to understand that one of the best movie reviewers of all time caused the bring it on the penultimate movie for cheerleading, meaning no other movie that can be made will ever kind of reach over that peak of what bring it on is because still today almost or over 80 years later citizen kane is still revered as a top movie um so just a a cool fun fact from somebody who is very hard on movies and is a tough critic to appease even he recognizes the cultural significance of it that's huge that's huge so seven Seven. So, did you know that two different endings for Bring It On were actually filmed? I did not know that. Okay, so, I didn't know this either, and I had the DVD, so I'm really confused, but supposedly this was an extra alternate, deleted or alternative uh, scene on the DVD. So, the alternate ending Mm -hmm. uh, is something we watched before the episode, but... Um, Torrance and Isis joined the same cheerleading squad in college at UC Berkeley. It's so cool. That would have been such an awesome end. Yes. So the scene was reluctantly put in by a read in the DVD extras, like Mm -hmm. I just said. And instead of that scene being the ending scene was when the Oh Mickey blooper reel was added, like just, you know, kind of Mm. for fun. And I was... So just kind of closed the door at nationals for the movie rather than trailing continuing on. Because like one of the ending... Well, I know. And one of the ending scenes, you see Torrance and Cliff finally kiss mm-hmm. and like become a couple. So um, in the alternate ending, you see Torrance and Cliff holding hands, walking around on the university. Yeah, So you campus, get to see that yeah. their relationship lasts and they end up going to college together. Mm-hmm. And then Torrance is now cheering in college on the same team with ISIS. Yeah, that and that be. is so cool. Mm-hmm. That is that so cool. So like that's an awesome ending and I can't believe 20 years later I'm just now seeing that on YouTube. So if mm-hmm. you guys just Google alternate ending, bring it on, you'll see it. We'll probably tweet it too. Yeah. I just thought that's pretty awesome. I just thought that was really cool. And then I know before we got into talking about this, we thought that would have been the perfect segue into the good follow-up to bring it on Mm. so being bring it on two or whatever bring it on goes to college and it 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 could have been way better (laughs) instead of the slew of just weird teen angsty they really bring it on so we got thinking that kids wanted to just after live out their day-to-day on film yes yes so check that out that was pretty cool So, yeah, so that's why our 1357 is kind of just our quick rundown of fun facts. This movie just has so much. Like, we... There's a lot going on. Uh, pull that tab back up. We took notes while watching it a while ago, mm-hmm. and my notes page is eight pages long. Yeah. Of bullet points, just talking about all the crazy things, the cheer-related stuff, um, like the... The te- the football team is terrible. Where's Missy's parents? <laughs> um, you know, like, of course they did a car wash where they're all in bikinis and it's gross because it's Hollywood. Like, just so many points throughout. I know you took notes too and had a massive sheet. So it's just crazy. Like, there's so much to cover in this movie. So many just subtle jokes and stuff. So we're going to try to go through it in a concise way so that this isn't the world's longest podcast episode talking about a 90-minute movie. Yes. But um, we are going to talk about some key things that still stick out to us. Just a quick mark through. Yeah, just a quick mark through. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Um, Lauren and I picked out a few of our favorite scenes. I know that we... We kind of talked about this for a while, so... There's so many. There's just so many scenes. The whole movie is iconic. My favorite scene, one of them, is Sparky Palastri. Thanks for coming. Don't speak. His whole intro, the choreography session, and, like, we know so many choreographers who aren't like this at all. No. It's every choreographer has... 0.1% 0.1% of Sparky Palastri. Ooh, okay, I like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because we've had choreographers that haven't come in and broken chairs, but have 
our kids have definitely raised their blood pressure. You know what I mean? Or um, we've never had them line up and have a choreographer insult every single one of them. You, you have weak ankles. One of your calves is bigger than the other. Too much makeup. But sometimes it feels like a choreography session can be that way. Because it's like, okay, bring out your main bases. And they're like, so you can do this? Okay, you can. And they're, they're just asking because they're it's a choreographer. Yeah, but you're totally right. It could seem like that in an instant. Yes. Like, oh, so true. When, right before this scene, before we meet Torrance, she's talking to her terrible boyfriend who's off in college yes and he's like Aaron. he goes uca totally looks the other way with this type of stuff look just think of it as collaboration the uca totally looks the other way call this guy his name is a sparky palastri met him at nationals last year knows his what are they looking the other way on on using a choreographer because previously in cheerleading it was supposed to be the coach you didn't have a second a separate person um, is it that he knows that Sparky is a repeater, somebody who creates a lot of the same yeah, stuff and gives it up? They don't really imply with that. Um, but then he also says, "Yeah, I met this guy at nationals. What? You're you were a child at nationals, and you were going around meeting grown men who pop pills at sports camps." But you know that's not far off. Weird. Yes, yes very weird. weird. Um, but yeah, so he, when he comes in for the choreo session, um, he, he's wearing leather boots with that big belt and he comes in and he just starts dancing. Yeah. With like attitude. Like, um, Katie, if you're listening, <laughs> we expect that next year. We expect you to come in and leather do boots, seat roll. <laughs> he dancing. Does, he does a seat roll across the stereo and then turns it off. Like, I've never <laughs> met any of you. Here's me dancing. Welcome. <laughs> he like shakes his spirit fingers like it's like something they need to figure out how to do right now. Right? And then I will say, last thing. Um, I know two guys through staff that have the same beard slash goatee shape as Sparky. Hmm. And I've always wondered if they realized that. They did or not. I'm not going to name names. I honestly can't think of who they are right now because yeah. this was a note from a month ago. You just remember <clears throat> it. But that is still a true fact, and I always kind of smile when I see these guys. So um, it's not a terrible goatee, but it's just interesting shit. Yeah. So, Must have pulled um, that out of the back of their childhood brain, and they're like, this is good. Yeah. You know. Um, and, oh, and he says, cheerleaders are dancers have gone retarded this movie is I so on they pc they said the r word yeah i remember watching that they this time they say fags multiple times yeah, i had a counter um in my notes on how many times throughout the movie and it was so on pc it was it's only 20 years ago that didn't age well and that was kind of alarming but um at least look at where we are today like i feel bad saying those three words out loud right so we've grown and mm -hmm. i hope other people have as well but um, I did have a counter for how many times those right. were said, and I, I won't say how many times, but it was an alarming amount. Mm -hmm. And then just that he also insults them, and he says, skipping meals to be skinny cheerleaders. Like, that's so weird to hear now because yes. cheerleading is more about power and strength. It is. And it's changed a lot, even since we cheered 10, 15 years exactly, ago. Exactly. Like showcasing that strength and who you are as an athlete, not saying, here's who I want to be. And yeah, there are skinny people in cheerleading. There are tiny people in cheerleading. But there's also people who are big and who are strong and who are very able-bodied that, you know, make the sport what it is. So hearing all of that unpc stuff yeah now it's kind of jarring to watch especially it's probably just it, a reflection of the time absolutely was yeah. absolutely was so that is one of my favorite scenes just front to back obviously we you know deviated a little talking about the kind of cultural ramifications but yeah. Whew, wow yeah Totally. Um, so, Lauren, you're going to talk about your first favorite scene? So, my first favorite scene is the essentially the entire football game, but pieces of the football game. You're like totally his eye candy. Okay, yeah, so we like, talk full football game. Okay, so like at the beginning of the football game, the announcer's kind of sluggish and he's like, 
And here's your football team, the Rancho Carne Toros. And the whole stadium's just like giving this. They're like sitting. Golf clap. The band is like. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> Like they're not hitting the notes. They're like not even caring. You hear like a drummer in the back, like off beat. And then they're like, the announcer kind of preps up and he's like, and now your five time national cheerleading champions, the Rancho Carne cheerleaders. And then all of a sudden they come like spiriting. The whole stand stand up the and they're like, light yeah. Yeah. You see the bandstand and just like everybody's cheering on the cheerleaders. Let's hear it for the five-time national cheerleading champions, the Mighty Toros! And it's hysterical because I think before this movie, cheerleading didn't get that type of recognition. No. You know, it was the, oh, the Even if you were that good team yes. and you're out of school with bad football, that was still rare. And Absolutely. And it's funny because it's like that's how it is for... A good amount of schools. Yeah. You know, there's some scenes in that football scene where they're like, maybe it was before where they were talking about the football games and they're like, oh, what about Missy was talking mm-hmm. to Torrance and she was like, oh, so football games where you just like cheer on people. And she was like, no, like it's a practice. Like we're legit at football games. We do our job, but we're also getting other mm-hmm. stuff done while we're there. And that was kind of a, just a, a cool sense of making it kind of serious And then you flip over to some funny stuff of football games where they have like the cheer off against the other cheerleaders. So the other, the opposing team's cheerleaders come around the track. And did you notice the track was a dirt track? I didn't, I guess I didn't notice it was dirt track. So when I was in high school, we had a dirt track for the longest time that would get like refilled instead of track meets um, being like having lines and stuff, they would do like um, like white powder, like they mm-hmm. used to at like baseball games and stuff. So that just goes to show how old the film is because yeah. we used to have a dirt track. But anyways, they come up to each other and instead of doing like a hello cheer, which I know is still a traditional thing across the country, um, we don't do these, but uh, they kind of looked at them and said, that's all right. That's okay, you're gonna pump our gas someday. So that one is hysterical to me because one, the opposing team did a cheer prior and essentially said, you suck. And they were like, no we don't. Like we're five time national champions, nice try. And the other team had words on their butts. Well, let's take a step back from that. Very cup. You know you're doing a cheer off with the national champions. Five-time national championship team. And you come to their sideline where you just saw them get a ruckus applause from the crowd. Absolutely. So you're on their side. Clearly not paying attention. And you come over in only liners and skirts. That's right. They're that not wearing a even, full uniform. So either that was a production fail from like the production team. And they just and thought like that looked good. Wardrobe. And they're like, that'll work fine. We don't have enough. We don't need to buy a whole other set of uniforms for this one scene. Or that was what they were trying to say. Is mm-hmm. like it was just foolish for this team to even come up and try to cheer off with them. And spell you <clears> suck <throat> on your butt. On your bloomers. <laughs> like, what are you? Oh, it's very gross. But. That's weird. The pumping gas chant. So good. I don't think I ever really understood it. Like, what do you mean they're going to pump your gas someday? And like, it was just a weird insult. And now it's only like relevant in Oregon and New Jersey. That's the only place where other people pump your gas, yeah. right? So I just remember being like, I don't really get that insult. It must, it must be a California thing. Yeah. So I loved that. And then towards the end of the football game, um, when the Clovers arrive. Remember, our next defeat is scheduled for next Friday night at 8 o'clock. being like, oh, you think you look cute. Hey, everybody that's here, and you think this team is amazing. This is clearly our material. This isn't original. Because I think the Toros were known for these, quote unquote, original, amazing routines. And Mm -hmm. I think the bottom line of all of it was none of it's original. No, yeah. So um, that's just a cool like showdown type situation. Mm -hmm. So that's another favorite part of mine. Well, and and 
so many people think that that's like an actual part of cheerleading is having cheer offs when really it's such a minor part that's like a very kind of old school idea thing. Of I like, mean, 20 years ago? I've never seen one in person. We did them. But they weren't cheer offs, they were cheer introductions. Yeah. So we would meet at the middle of the field. But it, it was wasn't a cheer off, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's fair. They're but doing a specific cheer off. Yeah. And I that's just, crazy. And maybe that's part of it being bring it on. Yeah. Yeah. They were bringing it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. They do be bringing it. Yeah. So what was your. My second nice. favorite scene. Um, it's really two scenes, but the point of each scene, so I'm going to talk about them together because they're similar, is the pre competition scene. So when they show oh, up to yeah. regionals. Welcome to the world of competitive cheerleading. And when they show up to nationals on competition day, those are probably the movie's most real and true sentiments for reflecting on our sport. Because like the regionals one, you walk in and that music's playing and the camera's just panning at all the teams. And it's overwhelming. Like people are practicing and warming up and stretching and you Hair see- Hairspray, praying. Yeah, the, you pass the Christian school and they're all like praying intently. Yeah, they're doing makeup and stuff. And, and so it's, it's from Missy's perspective because Missy is the one that's like scanning around. Mm-hmm. And she's Tor- taking it in and first And Torrance just like leans in and is like, welcome to competitive cheerleading. Yeah. And then that's where you get the full that's scan. That's true that it is from Missy's point of view. But then the Nationals one is so funny because oh, it yes. just it really, it takes like what is real in cheer and just cranks it up with the satire so So it's like the coach talking to the athlete about she's so nervous and blah blah and she just barfs on her and then the one covered in blood or is that the same person no no i don't think so i think they are separate but i remember the girl that's getting ready to vomit and the coach is like okay you just gotta remember to do this and then remember that you're not nervous are you and Mm. the girl's like "Mm, mm, mm," and she's like okay then but then don't forget to do this and the coach is like focus and don't be nervous I'm not nervous. No, just try not to think about the stakes, okay? I'm totally cool. I'm so ready. The main thing that you must remember is always smile. <laughs> Vomits all over the all coach. All over the coach. And then she's just like crying. She's like, I'm sorry. Right? So there's that one, and then there's the girl that's just covered in blood, and she just is like, what is she talking to her coach or a teammate? And they're she's like, talking to a teammate. And they're like, it's fine. It's fine. That was a great run yeah, through. That was great. Was amazing. And no one saw that landing. Really? It's gushing blood. Um, and then something else that was funny is the two guys from different teams that are just like getting water. Yes. They're just like the low key gay guys. Like they finally are around another gay guy. So yes. that they're kind of like, oh. Good job out there. They're very casual. Yeah. It's just so funny because you've you've seen that in real life with your friends and you're like, go for it. You got that, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) It's just a, it's just, in a lot of spaces, I feel like at nationals, there are just moments where you feel like you're in a safe space. So to me, it's kind of like, yeah, because everyone at a competition or at a camp is very similar to you. Yeah. And so it's nice being away at those sometimes. And, and familiar. Mm-hmm. I Even guess. if you don't know somebody, yeah. I, I would agree with that. So yeah, so my pre-competition scenes, those are just so accurate and just such a good reflection. And then your other favorite scene. Well, besides the whole movie, but the, <laughs> the toothbrushing scene with Torrance and Cliff. Ooh, yep. So Torrance goes into the bathroom and she's just brushing her teeth after she had just like watched Cliff like go crazy on his guitar in his well, bedroom. And, and you gotta remember she's at their house, yes. Missy and Cliff's house, because having it's a that, slumber party with Missy. Post game sleepover. What is more of a high school thing? Totally. You know, totally. after the game, yeah, come on, we're sleeping over at my house. Like, yep. Just totally true. So spot on. And then yeah, the just the toothbrushing. Yeah, so Torrance is in there brushing her teeth, and then Cliff kind of comes in, and she's like, "Oh, okay, we're both brushing our teeth in here." So she's like, 
kind of gently spitting in the sink and covering up her mouth so he doesn't see her spit. And then he's like brushing so aggressively and spitting hard, like big gobs of toothpaste. And she's just like, okay, what's funny? And it's like a little insider thing, but they interviewed about this, like at celebration of year 15. Mm -hmm. And Cliff had said, or the, the actor of Cliff had said, you know, that originally was only just a scene that's only like a fourth of the page. It wasn't really a big scene, mm. but for whatever reason, we interpreted it like this and that's how it came out. Mm. So it seems like it almost came out a little improv and it ended up being one of the most, in my mind, iconic scenes of the movie for whatever reason, it was just like high school. It's the no inter- dialogue. Yeah, like yeah. It makes you think while you're watching. The tension, the um, chemistry that was there, but Torrance still had a boyfriend in college, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "That's my sister's best friend. Oh, she's a cheerleader, whatever." Like, just we've all been there. Totally, totally. So it's uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite scenes, not only because I'm a dental hygienist and I love practicing good oral hygiene, but just the just the whole scene. I just love it. Yeah, I, I really love it because it's no no words are spoken. You know, yeah. Torrance is brushing her teeth and Cliff comes in and starts brushing his teeth. He doesn't even say hey or anything. You know, it's just very interesting to just watch them be good actors yeah. and tell the story without any dialogue. Totally. So, big fan of that as well. So, you know, we could go back and forth talking about all our favorite oh, scenes. Oh, I know. I'm trying to think if there's any... Um, Tryouts were iconic. Uh, them getting ready for competition when they build the routine on their own. The tiny curls and the slicked back hair, like their appearance on stuff. Yep. The amount of times they dropped the name UCA... On everything from regionals to nationals. Mm-hmm. Do you know if there was a sponsorship there? Um, I know in some capacity UCA and varsity were involved. That with the had movie. to be shot at regionals and at a nationals. Or no, nah, because I mean production stuff, movies and stuff, they'll just go make things whenever. I know, but I just know they had such a small budget and they filmed real cheer team. There was legit stunting and tumbling happening. Yes, but in in movies and stuff when you have regular people who aren't on screen doing mm-hmm. dialogue they're usually free extras or the movie company will donate you know a couple hundred dollars to their group okay. for appearing so I know I'm doing my research um, a lot of the Clovers were team members from James Madison High School which okay. is actually one of the better high schools in California and in the whole country at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool that some of their team got to be like in the movie and Absolutely. stuff. And I know, you know, some of the, if you look at, like at the regionals and some of the nationals clips, it's a lot of the same actors in different uniforms, just doing quick sure. skills for some of the shots. So I don't believe it was actually filmed at a competition. Um, I don't know that for certain. The regionals looks like it was like filmed the next day after a competition. Something. Like they left stuff up. Yeah. Or they did it the morning before. I know they had little to no budget for mm-hmm. this It film. was a very small budget for sure. And But I do know from working at Varsity that UCA and Varsity were loosely involved. They didn't mm, like got it. contribute or they weren't like a major sponsor of it. But I think the production company knew that to really get buy-in mm-hmm. from the cheer crowds who were going to be buying movie tickets, they Mm -hmm. needed to have something that connected it to real life. And so I think they did choose UCA because like Jessica was watching the ESPN ones on, you know, and they, throughout the eighties, she wanted to bring that back because that's what stuck with her. Um, from her time at MTV News. So, yeah. So, I don't know the full details of that connection. I was curious if you knew. But something that stuck out to me watching it is, they're like, UCA president, Johnny Garrison. The actor was just happened to be a slightly shorter fellow. So, I was like, hmm, somebody's either paying attention or that's just it. that's a, a byproduct of mm-hmm. luck. But You know, nothing's a coincidence. So, yeah. I'm going to lean on the other yeah. side. Yeah, for Something sure. else that's just like... I just iconic about the film is the full intro where they're singing and it's mm-hmm. Torrance's dream or whatever. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm cool, I dominate this school. Slash nightmare. Yes, and I don't know how many people don't know the words to that like intro song. You know what I mean? Well, now it's like a famous TikTok. Like, oh, totally. Like totally. that sound just keeps coming back. The I love I'm it. big red. Totally. So good. Totally. Um, speaking of big red. Where's the coach? 
In the yeah, whole movie. The whole movie, there's no coach. Where are any of the adults? The athletic director. Torrance's parents? <clears throat> Missy's parents? Torrance's parents are in it. Remember, we see oh, her. Oh, yeah, she, she asks the dad for money. Mom's around. So the only parents. Yeah, the only parents are just hers. There's no teachers at the school. There's nothing else. It's just the kids running themselves. Asking Darcy's dad for money for choreography, but we don't ever meet Darcy's dad. Right? And like... Red graduated in May, but she's doing stuff all summer. Sounds like she went to cheer camp with them. Like, is she the coach? What? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, legality. What? Like, we never see Missy and Cliff's parents throughout the whole movie. No. They're at Missy's house. I believe in the beginning for the sleepover after the football game, she mentions that her parents are out of town. They were at a function and they would be pouring themselves into bed by dawn. That's right. That's right. So maybe they're just constant drunks and that's what she meant. Probably. I mean, look at how Cliff and Missy coming off is kind of like rough. Cliff goes to Nationals, which is in Florida. Yeah. Daytona. Tona! (laughs) And there's no parents. Yeah. Anywhere. Anywhere. And at tryouts? Same at tryouts. So tryouts. The kids are just scoring? This isn't a democracy. This is a cheerocracy. Cheerocracy. Which I don't know how many times cheerocracy is now like, you know. That should be a a real word. I've seen it in headlines like probably five or six times in the last year. I believe it. And like it's very relatable because as you and I help, we have judges come into our tryouts and then we're also there. There's exactly those characters trying out a girl who just got broke up with her boyfriend mm-hmm. a girl who can't remember the words um a theatrical person that wants to just try out cheerleading like all of those the really really provocative girl that thinks oh it's my like, god <laughs> the cheer is like the key to like hooking up or whatever she's just over the top yes yeah and they just played that up perfectly for that scene where she's like crawling across the table oh, it's so cringy. and jan falls out of his chair yes. so good so good such a good scene A point that I thought, you know, if you really kind of look back, take a step back and look at the movie and just like what goes on with like the theft of the material and what Torrance is trying to do. Torrance is a real ally Mm -hmm. in this movie. She recognizes immediately that stuff is stolen once she's aware of that because it was very hidden. Thanks to Missy. Right? Yeah. Missy brings it up to her and she immediately recognizes what the damage that her team is doing in stealing from East Compton. So I just thought that was, especially for the late 90s, was really cool to see that kind of coming in because so often women, people of color, people in the LGBT community have their works stolen from them and kind of whitewashed and it becomes that's the norm and they don't get the credit for it and that happens too often especially around dance and performing and things like that um so i thought that was really kind of awesome that that was the focus of it and that they allowed torrance's character kirsten dunce to kind of work on correcting that obviously that was a rocky road for her to correct. They mm-hmm. ended up using copied choreography and then had to figure it out on their own, but that goes into the story. But while that's a good example, what we talked about before is the movie's so crude with some of its dialogue, like it took a step forward in trying to c- correct that like colonizing type behavior, mm-hmm. but then it took five steps back for all the times it says all those horrible things about people in the LGBT community and people with special needs. It's yeah. just like, uh, I, I do think by the end of the movie, a lot of that had been more politically correct. I do mm-hmm. think it was heavier at the beginning of the movie because my counter got a lot less by the end. So yeah. I think they were in a quick 90 minutes trying to show um, that character arc. But, mm-hmm. um, whew, yeah. yeah. Yeah, very, very intense. But also what a, what a deep message for kind of a surface level movie, mm-hmm. if you will, um, about the stealing of the material. Some epic cheer moments from the movie. So just some things that stuck out to us. Um, When they're at the competition, a cheer mom, they don't talk about it, they just flash to it. A cheer mom is at the judge's platform, like trying to talk to the judges and like point out their kid. Because your head was down. Your head was down during that move. Hi, you, yes, your head was down. Your head was down during that move. How are you going to give a proper score if you're not looking if your head is down during a move? Like, it's, 
<laughs> She's like on the verge of cracking. It's so funny. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, and then Nationals being in Daytona. Daytona! Mm-hmm. Which, you know, they're in Daytona, but they, the competition isn't on the bandshell. They're on the pier, which is, you know, an interesting shakeup because a lot of stuff is in Florida. We have yeah. NCAA College in Daytona. I know there's some all-star competitions Didn't it used to be in Daytona. Daytona? High school nationals? No, it was in um, it was in Orlando still. It was at SeaWorld. Yes. Okay. There it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. So, and then in Fired Up, they kind of allude to that funniness because their final competition at camp is on, like, a water island stage and one of the kids tumbles off yes. into the water. So um, just Can't a little throwback inside there. But then the Clovers win nationals at the end. Spoiler alert. Sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> but they win $25,000. Yeah. For what their ha- squad. What happened to that prize money, UCA? That's what I'm saying. Like, like I think you still get that $25,000 because I think you get a new uniform the ne- for the next year. I have heard that you do get a free uniform, but I've never seen a uniform be valued at $25,000 for a squad. Okay, that's totally fair. That's totally <laughs> fair. That's like... <coughs> and I know on the college side... Unless your squad's super big. Right? On the college side, if you... Um, place well that's how they do the bids for the next year Mm because that bid process took over the taping that used to exist where you could get a full paid or an at-large bid and Mm they'd cover some of it so placing at the previous year's nationals earns you some dollars for the next year which is helpful for some of those college squads but yeah where's that prize money you see it yeah Wait, do we know if they ever did that for real i don't know for sure i wonder if that's for movie purposes or not but it one, it would be very unexciting for the movie to end, and they're like, you won a trophy. They're like, that's what you get for winning nationals? Go, go fly back to California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's kind of, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, that's true. It could have been a movie thing. And then another thing is that the spirit stick that was shown at camp yes. was not the same spirit stick that was shown at Nashville. I believe mm-hmm. the Nationals one is like an official UCA one with like the blue and the yellow and yes. the white. And I think the one at camp was like a wood one that may have been red and blue. I, I, my feel, memory. I feel like... But it's very similar. They did like the NCA style and then also the UCA style. But at the time, Varsity didn't own UCA and NCA. So that, oh. was, that wasn't a dual let's cover our bases move. That may have been... A production designer thing. I just thought it was interesting that they focused it on the end, you know, with Missy and Torrance talking about it and the curse of it and if the curse was broken. Something also that stuck out as a interesting cheer point is their hair. At the game, mm-hmm. their hair's down. Some of it's half up, half down. Yeah. Um, they they're at the competition at regionals. Their hair finally is up. Mm-hmm. Like. It's very inconsistent, yeah. and as a coach, I wish some attention to detail would have been paid it's for. Your, it's your marketing in you. You like the attention Somebody's got to run laps, because our hair doesn't look the same, right? Right. There's no coach. There's no coach. So they're just wearing whatever they want to feel yeah. cute. And then, of course, the movie starts with the intro at the school, and it's playing like a Blink-182 power chord. Naturally. It's like late 90s, early 2000s, if your movie's featured teenagers the movie had to open up at a high school yep and it had to be playing a song like that and it's like a teen angsty song and they're like moving through and it pans across all the subgroups somebody yes it's those types of scenes just give me such nostalgia from being a someone who was younger than high school yeah or at the start of high school thinking that's what high school's like man yes. those kids are so grown up little did I know they were all 27 right 30 whatever they're grown adult actors playing high schoolers and it's like no wonder I always felt small and little and young right because you're <laughs> watching 20 year olds play 14 year olds right absolutely we need to make a playlist of all the songs that could potentially be late 90s early 2000s um, teen angst movies. Um, I'll, I already have that. It's on my Spotify. It's called, <laughs> it's called Angst. <laughs> what are some of the songs on there? Oh, it's just full of Blink-182, Bowling for Soup, Yep. Uh, Weedus, Jimmy Eat World. Mm. 
Oh, man. Yeah. Green Day. Oh, Green Day. The, it, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Um, My Chemical Romance. Oh, it's so good. All those songs are so good. They're but my I- fave. So, a couple last points about Bring It On. Um, Torrance's little brother is just a brat throughout the whole movie. Oh, I cannot he's stand the him. the worst kid. But he does come to Nationals at the end, and he's, like, supporting her. Also, he's being a creep backstage. Of course. But he's supporting her, and he has the best shirt I've ever seen. It's terrible, but it's the best. So it says, cheerleading equals death. So look for that. I will be making an imitation <laughs> version of that and putting that on one of our store of pages. So get your cheerleading equals death shirts soon. Um, oh, Lord. I just see all of your guy friends wearing that. And then... Lastly, yes, let's talk sequel. So okay. we mentioned the four other sequels exist, plus the musical, but none of them follow up on the story of Torrance and Isis. Yeah. And that kills all of us Absolutely. as fans of this original. Because that's what you fell in love with. The characters. You didn't... It's You know cheerleading exists. You know people will always do cheerleading. That part you don't care about. You care about these characters and yep. their journey in and around cheerleading. And yes. What, and so, in doing the research, like, um, Eliza Dushku, who plays Missy, she mm-hmm. said she was never approached about a sequel. So, she's, she never technically turned it down. Yes. So, I say to that, would you return as Missy Pantone and Torrance and Isis, and would they all come back, and we would get to follow up from that alternate alternative ending, where they did cheer in college, yeah. the three of them together... But Missy wasn't in that alternative ending. In that scene, that was just them That's walking fair. on campus. That's fair. So she, we, maybe she's on the gymnastics team. Exactly. In maybe she did both. And yeah. that, but it's like, let's talk about that. Obviously, I don't want to see that movie because these women, these actors are older. We, we, that boat has left the dock. Yeah, but, I want that alternate so, ending to be so the real ending now. Let's talk about them as cheer moms. Yeah. <clears throat> One of them is die hard into it. Let's have one of them not have a kid that's into it yeah. and who comes in along into it by happenstance. Let's have them all be around the same team. I don't. I'm not a script writer. Can you I don't imagine know. if Missy's daughter um, was like super into it, and Missy's daughter's like, "Mom, we've got to be on time. We've got to be there." Da, 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 and Missy's just like, "Oh my God, chill out. It's just mm-hmm. cheerleading." But then you have like. Torrance's daughter, who maybe doesn't care at all, and Torrance was like, no, come on! Like, you love this! Isis had left the area and came back, and now Missy's kid has a a new friend at school who wants her to do cheer, Yeah. and then Isis gets to meet the other moms, and they're like, oh my gosh. There's so much that could be done with the nostalgia. their high school team needs coaches needs a yeah. coach since there wasn't a coach in the last movie yeah, that if if there's a sequel that should please be addressed <laughs> somebody somebody needs a coach please have coaches there's there we had judges you know we did have judges have at judges, competition yes but we did not have coaches coaches and hardly any parents just very alarming <laughs> oh man yeah so that wraps up our discussion and review of bring it on 20 years later If uh, I, I message, I've probably messaged Peyton Reed ten times this year asking if he'd come on the show. He ignored me every time, Dang. which is painful. But it is what it is. You guys shoot your shot. Yeah. Um. So you know, maybe at some point we get somebody on the show if we can. Um. But yeah. Otherwise, I think this was a good review of uh of a classic cheer movie. So good. We can go watch it now. I know, right? Again. Um. Other things going on in cheerleading. There's been mostly drama throughout the summer. Yeah, and so like we've talked about before, we don't like to focus in on the drama. No. Um, I will say I would love to see more leadership within the sport, talking about safety and um, taking care of athletes and how the sport develops, because I think a lot of that is missing from a leadership standpoint, from governing bodies, not necessarily from companies, companies... You're free to make money and do whatever you want. Yeah. But if we set up governing bodies, they need to be governing bodies and need to look out for the well-being of athletes. Um, so, yeah. So, if you're aware of that, what's going on, stay aware and keep talking about it. Um, but we're not really here to throw shade or trying to drag anybody down. So, we're just going to leave that at that. Let's just keep <clears throat> making the sport better. Right. Which... 
that's what our next subject is. Um, America's Got Talent. Oh, yeah. Had Cheer Athletics on. The Wild Streak! Put the thing on! couple of their episodes Very like, cool. working through the process so most recently I believe was the semifinals which mm-hmm. was filmed at the cheer athletics headquarters and so they put up like all the banners and they had awesome camera work it and lighting awesome I remember asking you while we were watching it like holy crap they went to this um place and they set up a full spring floor and you're like no 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 no. they yep. just shot it at the gym i was like okay that makes a lot more sense because you and i have set up many a spring floor and that is the worst job <laughs> you can ever do is setting up and tearing down a spring floor it's bad. at 6 a.m and then tearing it down at 2 a.m like Oof. it's the worst yeah yeah so luckily that spring floor is already there perfect I maybe just gave it a vacuum heavy lint roll so it looks it look, great look nice the and big HD. banners looked beautiful <laughs> yeah. um the so america's got talent you know t- it's a talent show mm-hmm. so they were on there that was great exposure for cheerleading yeah. great exposure for the cheer athletics brand i mean they're already close to nationwide you know they're in so many states already they're here in colorado Mm -hmm. they're in ohio they're in multiple places in texas i think they're in a few other states so huge for their brand which ultimately is huge for cheer because that show just drives social media when it comes out the clips on facebook and youtube you can't look anywhere the week that those clips come out and Mm -hmm. not see them so it was great seeing all these like clips and freeze frames and snapshots of the the Wildcats in action. Yeah. Um, ultimately, though, they didn't get the votes needed to move on. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people were disappointed. A lot of people were very kind of angry at that. Um, and as somebody that kind of watched it all, I will say I didn't think that they were going to move on. Not because they what Wildcats were doing wasn't good. It's not that it wasn't impressive. No, everything was very impressive. I mean, shoot, they were doing stuff that in a competition would be illegal, but in a performance for TV, there's no rules. There's no rules. Go crazy. Be safe. Kind of a weird flex, though, but also impressive. Yeah, you're you're in a competition to showcase your talent. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they were just going for the flashiest of, okay, if these judges and these viewers have no background of cheerleading whatsoever, we have to do the most to catch their attention. Let's so, wow I think they absolutely got to check that off and, mm-hmm. and did their job there. I was, totally. It was a good routine. I loved the timing. I loved everything choreographed. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. Yeah. I mean, doing stuff you can't even do in college, just yeah. three high double back baskets and stuff um but triple falls yeah triple falls but ultimately though i believe they didn't move on because it's a talent show mm-hmm. and cheerleading is a sport so this is good for cheerleading yeah because we're lumped into the sports side sports exist on their own mm-hmm. they have competitions winners are announced all the time mm-hmm. it has full coverage on networks and on social media and stuff where america's got talent is a talent show Granted, people come on, they'll spin basketballs and do different types of sports things on there, but ultimately none of those people Win. become winners or yeah. move deep into the competition. And so I think that that sports effect is what ultimately brought the Wildcats out of the competition. Oh, so not really anything they did. Exactly, because viewers are like, that's great, that's impressive, but singers and dancers mm-hmm. don't have their own competition level. That's America's Got Talent. Yeah. Is what our cheer world is and that's for them. too bad, but that does make sense. Because right. when you were like, I'm not really surprised they didn't move on. And I was like, well, I kind of was because... It was an awesome routine. It was a crazy routine. Exactly. It was a crazy routine. So I know that just watching that as a former cheerleader, I'm like, I don't think I could get my body to move as fast as those kids were. Right. I say kids. Some of those people are my age. But... Yeah. Um, athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it, it was impressive. It was. So yeah. I was confused. Like, why wouldn't they have moved on? Especially thinking it was done by votes. Mm-hmm. So like, they've got to have all of their gyms all over the country. Totally. All these kids, ages two and up, you know, voting to get these people through. Mm-hmm. But like you were saying, the judges aspect of it is 
if we let a cheerleading team win, mm-hmm. does every cheerleading team that now comes on America's Got Talent always win because they're cheerleaders? Right. Exactly. Man. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, and some people, I heard some people saying like, oh, there's already been cheerleaders on America's Got Talent. Yeah. There's a hundred singers on every year. There's a hundred dancers. That's, so true. That's not why. They truly, Wildcats truly were some of the best performers on the show, best cheerleading that's probably ever been on the show. Um, but I think what I'm, I'm calling the sports effect is why they ultimately didn't move on because yeah. sports exist in their own realm, which yeah. is great because the Wildcats are the top totally. in our sport. They yeah. are very renowned. They are very talented. Some of the best athletes in the so world. So ultimately, though, super cool to just see it mainstream. I know Monica from Navarro is going to be on the next season of Dancing with the Stars. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Um, so cheerleading is just out there you know obviously we've been at this podcast for over the last year and Mm -hmm. multiple times throughout we've talked about cheer on netflix and just other instances where cheerleading has kind of reached outside of its bubble and into the mainstream and grasped everyone's attention and um, captured them with the awesomeness that we do in this sport so that's always just great and it only benefits the sport in terms of growing and exposing the positives to young families new families young athletes i mean that's the whole point of this is it excites me it excites me for our daughter yeah because when we were her age none of this existed no so who would have thought you know even in the next 10 years if she becomes a soccer player or if she becomes a cheerleader whatever she wants to do um i love the legitimizing that's happening to our sport Mm -hmm. that you and I fell in love with and then fell in love with each other through. Yes. You know what I mean? So, um, very exciting stuff all around. Mm -hmm. We just have to keep pushing forward. We all do as coaches, athletes, um, the businesses. So yeah, so we're happy to contribute with, um, you know, expanding the sport and what it does and what it means to people. Um, so like we mentioned at the beginning, if you are interested in acquiring ABC Cheer With Me, head to abccheerwithme.com and you can order, or you can't order it yet, but you can get on our pre-order sign-up list so you can be one of the first to order it when yes. it is available. And then hopefully soon after, this is just the first of a series. So, yep. so stay we have tuned for more that. things coming. We we were busy this year, so listen, we had a lot of time in quarantine. These are going to be great books. So very we excited. Did. We did. Well, I think uh, I think that's it. Very good. Yay! All right. Music is off. <laughs> You ready for this? Who live is us? Who lit is this? Who real is us? We too legit. We are M A R K T A R. You walk through podcast. Listen and learn. Watch and observe. Challenging us. They got some nerve. We great. You mad? Don't hate. Get to it. Don't wait. We do not hesitate. We doing what it takes. What we do? Walk through.